This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. One of the big questions is, what is money? For practical purposes, it exists in a series of heterogeneous databases, very different databases. Do you believe in crypto? Digital currency may be an answer. But it is the highly speculative asset. Uh, I do own Bitcoin. There is no second best. Welcome to the Crypto Curious Podcast, designed to help you navigate the dynamic world of cryptocurrency. This podcast is here for anyone who is interested in crypto at all. Maybe you've already dipped your toe in the water, or maybe you don't know anything about this and it's the very beginning. Crypto Curious is the place to get started as we cover off all the basics that you need to know. But we recommend heading back to the early episodes to get your footing. However, if you think you're ready to dive in head first, then let's do it. I'm joined by my pals and colleagues from the Bamboo app, Blake and Craig. Hey, boys. How are you going? Very well, Trace. How are you? Very well. Hey, Craig. G'day, Tracy. How's things? Very well. This week, we are finishing off our NFT series, and we'll talk today about the music world and how this interacts with the NFT space. We'll also talk about a few bits of news in this space as well, so stick around to the very end. Craig, let's talk about this music industry. How does it actually work in regards to NFTs? So NFTs are aiming to disrupt many industries. We spoke last in our last episode about gaming, and some people actually think it'll disrupt music more than it'll disrupt gaming. But music could be set to benefit the most in a lot of different ways. So if you look at it now, we've got songs, albums, music, lyrics, sound bites can all now be NFTs. But also we have concert tickets, artwork can also be made as NFTs. And we spoke about this back in our NFT episode, episode 11. So if you haven't heard that, go back and give it a listen, where Kings of Leon became the first band to release an album as an NFT. And it's sort of a cool space where you can combine digital art with a little soundbite as well. And someone at OpenSea, you, you press play, you can actually hear the sound of the token which is pretty cool. So when you take a deep dive into what NFTs can do for the music scene, it seems like they could really define the future of music, royalties and fan engagement. Yeah, that's right. This really enables equitable compensation for artists. For decades, musicians have not been fairly compensated for their music. This is really obvious in the music industry with the typical revenue split being 50-50 between the entertainer and the agents, lawyers and distributors. Um, it's even worse for the musicians who distribute their content via streaming services like Spotify and Apple Music. Um, for example, Spotify's top 0.8% of artists earn something like $50,000 per year in streaming revenue, which is pretty ridiculous. And these sorts of industries are really ripe for destruction to have peer-to-peer distribution. Um, so NFTs really have the potential to ensure um, musicians are more fairly compensated for their work. That's why it's getting a, a lot of attention and going to create a new industry in itself. Yeah, I think further on from what Blake is saying, the important aspects of ownership with regards to NFTs, musicians and other creators don't need to then 
relinquish their ownerships for their content on platforms, you know, right from the beginning. So they can choose to relinquish the rights for songs or albums when they mint NFTs, but they can also bake in those ownership rights to the smart contracts for NFTs. So like you said, it becomes much more fair and equitable because they then can continue on to get revenue into the future. How would that work from an artist's perspective if they NFT an album wouldn't it mean someone just owns that album? It really depends on the conditions of the smart contract. You know, when you're issuing an NFT, there's all sorts of parameters that you can bundle up within the NFT. And some will have, you know, full ownership rights. Some would have share rights. Some would have distribution rights. Some would have royalty rights. It really depends on, you know, what the artist wants to do in the initial instance. I think the most exciting thing here is that an NFT owner can resell the NFT. And the one that I'm most excited about is concert tickets because, like, back in the day, if you couldn't get access to your favourite band's concerts, you'd have to pay up the wazoo to get access. But now the artist can actually benefit from that. So, yeah, as Blake mentioned before, these artists are getting stitched up by working with Spotify and Apple Music. And I guess the most exciting thing for them is, you know, when an NFT owner resells their NFT, whether it's an album, whether it's a soundbite, a beat or whatever it may be, whatever the artist decides to do, when they resell it, these artists now are getting a royalty, which can be whatever they decide. I think um, most of the ones on OpenSea is around 7%, which is, you know, a 10x from the 0.8% that you've spoken about, Blake. And, you know, they're probably incentivized as well to give even more access to these NFTs. So it's a really exciting time for musicians and I think we'll see NFT support especially new and upcoming artists that don't have to give away their IP straight off the bat to get, you know, get noticed. Yeah, I think and on that point, that's kind of why I really like this space because of the fan interaction component with these new new artists coming up because with NFTs, your biggest fans can actually show support by investing in your career. So if you are an up-and-coming artist, you can give your fans an opportunity to tell you how much they believe in your success, for example, so they can go out and buy an NFT with the hope that you kind of blow up and become you know, really successful in the future. Exactly right. The other thing is if someone buys an NFT from a smaller artist, they will be more incentivized to promote the artist to assist with their growth because they've invested into the NFT. And then if, you know, you know, there's the potential for the artist to gain more exposure in the marketplace, there's the um, opportunity of making a profit from that investment from the resale, um, which would benefit, you know, obviously the initial investor, but also the artist um, in several different ways. And as well as this, the artist can use NFT sales to help fund their next projects. You know, there's a lot of capital expenditure in producing um, and taking time out um, from touring or, or from, from a day job to you know, produce an album, for example. And if they could raise a certain amount of funds pre-production and um, launch then, you know, it creates a different business model for these people to take advantage of. Yeah, I think this is really cool. I think this is a a great way for people on the the grassroots to get, like you said, that Kickstarter campaign going so they can get, you know, a bunch of their friends. All it would take is really, you know, a couple of thousand, you know, people who are supporters of a group to get some funding going and you can produce an album. And then with that, you bake something into an NFT where they get free concert tickets for, you know, the first year. And then, you know, you've kind of, you've got your start. It's pretty cool. Speaking of this, it might be a good time to point out that, you know, there's a lot of um, secondary 
benefits that come along with some of these NFTs, but many of these groups um, have been seen to kind of over-promise and under-deliver on these secondary benefits. So when you are looking at these things, making sure that you know you, you really do your due diligence on the team to ensure that they will follow through and have the capital and they're treating it like a business, not like a... It's going to run off with the money. Oh, not, so, not so much that, but you know, have a low-level commitment and are really just more focused on the buzz of it as opposed to creating real value. I think maybe let's leave it there and go to a break. And then when we come back, let's look at a few bands or entities that have actually done something in this space. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. So we're back and we're talking about the NFT space and in particular musicians. So we've just talked about why this is such an important space for the musicians. So let's have a look at now who that we know of that started to jump into this space and what they're doing. So the first to jump on last year who we've spoken about a number of times were the Kings of Leon and they released an NFT last year of their new album. What came along with the token was front row seats and VIP access to their concert, which is, I think, pretty cool. What else came out last year, Craig? That's a really good example of NFTs just cannibalizing the old school VIP ticket that, you know, if your band comes, you pay 600 bucks to get the VIP experience. That's been digitized by Kings of Leon in a really cool way. But this one's another one that was pretty early on, actually. So March 2021, Nifty Gateway helped Grimes make $6 million in about 20 minutes. She sold 10 exclusive digital artworks, some of which were included with original songs. It's called the War Nymph Collection, um, and it was huge on social media. And this is a really good example of collectibles getting digitized as well. Like my, my old man's got a Beatles artwork in the back room. Now, this is, another, this is a whole other thing of collectibles. So like Grimes diehard fans would be all over this so they can either resell it or they can own something that's, you know, from their favourite artist. This was hugely popular at the time. I mean, you know, I, I wasn't a – I knew who Grimes was, you know, one of her songs. I knew that she was also Elon's girlfriend, but this was huge at the time because – not just because of the music but because of the artwork that went with it also – so was it 10 one-to-one pieces? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Electronic DJ producer Steve Aoki, one of your favourites, Craig, dropped his inaugural um, NFT collection called Dreamcatcher on the Gemini marketplace and it sold for $4.25 million 
and it had 11 unique works. That was around about the same time as Grimes, but that's interesting because they both released on Gemini, which was um, well, the nifty gateway. What do you reckon Gemini paid for, for to get them on there? I don't know. Do you reckon so Gem- you're saying that Gemini would have paid to get those guys on to do their releases on Nifty. I'm going to say, I'm going to predict that there's going to be competition between all NFT marketplaces to bring on, you know, the biggest names to promote their platforms and bring users across. And I reckon they'll be putting up cash for that for sure. Back around about this time last year when this was all kicking off, there were a few platforms popping up to try and be kind of the platform to sell music NFTs. But you know, there's there's none that's really risen to the top as the NFT music platform. Nifty Gateway right now is probably the number one. But you can go and buy it on OpenSea and you can go and buy it on other platforms. So there was a couple that tried to be kind of the number one. But at the moment, Nifty's probably stayed up there. And that's because of what happened around about March, April, May, June, that those three months last year where you had the likes of Grime and Aoki and a few others. Like, you know, you know, there was a few others, Craig, around about the same time, wasn't there? Yeah, it seems like Gemini really made moves last year. They got The weekend. He sold his for two mil. Eminem sold his for just under two mil. So it seems like Gemini winning the race, but, I mean, remains to be seen where it goes. Yeah, it's really interesting, you know, and it's a massive race to win, you know. If they're investing in, in that, then you're good on them. Well, look, while we're talking about it, that was a bit of news that came out last week. So there's another group that's trying to do exactly this and build this NFT music marketplace, and it's called Serenade. So this was the one that was backed by... Aussie Hugh Jackman. So this this is called Serenade. The, the news came out last week. They raised six million, um, and they're a technology company, and and they're basically doing the same thing. They're trying to launch this platform, allowing all musicians to you know retain the copyright of their work. A platform allowing artists to upload their music and mint it as an NFT, and and you know they're trying to be the one platform to rule them all. Why do I always go to a Lord of the Rings quote? But so so Serenade are trying to be that platform and. This was, like I said, so it's an Aussie platform and they raised $6 million. It was It was kind of released last week with the backing of, of good old Hugh Jackman. Another one that are on the bleeding edge is Disclosure. So they sold that famous image of that, um, the face, you know, that, that sort of illustrated face that they had. The, the, tw- they the were... 2012 yeah, EP. Yeah, yeah. So a couple of fans got together. They paid 140 k which is probably more now because they're probably paid in Ethereum and Ethereum's gone up. Um, but that transaction included lifetime concert tickets. And since then, they've actually become mates with Disclosure. So, like, imagine being mates with, you know, you've just gone all in on an NFT with your mates and now you're mates with the band. And not just mates with the band, but that when they got together to buy this, they're really, in, they're really into their NFTs. So they got together as a group and they made their own company called Digital Bros or something. It's not that. but So they made this company, they bought the NFT and because they've got a company name, they've set up you know, a company office. Disclosure have actually come and played at a company event for them. Like that's how cool. Can you imagine going, yes, you know, come and play at a gig. So they've made friends of them. That that's that's you know that's a pretty cool story. But it wouldn't be an NFT potty without talking about the Bored Apes. <laughs> Universal Music announced the formation of Kingship, which is a Bored Apes virtual band. I'm getting Gorilla vibes from this, 
and producer Timberland is now going to create a music and animation around the Bored Ape avatars. So, like, yeah, who knows what they're going to do with that next? Who knows, but I can tell you it would be probably one hundredth as good as the Gorillas. I can tell you that right now. But going back to real music, the Wu-Tang, the Wu-Tang Clan um, worked six years on Once Upon a Time in Shaolin, which was released as a single copy of an LP back in 2015. So three years later, the government seized the album from its original owner it basically hasn't you know hasn't been heard by many people and it's made it one of the, like the rarest albums ever released and it's always been spoken about and it's you know it's kind of a bit of a why was it seized I think it just goes down as part of their whole what happened with the with the Wu-Tang, you know. They they kind of had a bit of drug controversy, you know. A few things went down, a few people went to prison and a few bad things happened. So this album is very rare. It hasn't been heard by many. It makes it one of the rarest albums ever released. And now it's owned by a collective, um, a bunch of DeFi pioneers, I'm not 100% sure on their name. I think it's Pleaser Dow. But this group bought this album for $4 million. Yeah, and there's obviously a bit of buzz at the moment with Coachella unveiled a bunch of digital collectibles um, in a move to embrace NFTs. Um, and their release was in partnership with cryptocurrency exchange FTX, who we've spoken about before. And as part of you know buying one of these NFTs, you received a lifetime um, festival pass, which is pretty cool. Guess guess how much it was, Craig? How much? Tell me. It was one hundred twenty one thousand um, dollars for the Kita Coachella NFT, which offers two lifetime guest passes. So, um, pretty pricey, um, if you ask me. That doesn't even make sense. It's probably cheaper just to buy a lifetime, like just buy a ticket every year. But then you wouldn't get the NFT, Craig. Yeah, and all the things that go with it. I'm sure there's like, I'm sure there's a hoodie. There's always a hoodie. There's always a hoodie, <laughs> yes. So there we have it. And that's just naming a few of the activities and partnerships that have taken place in the NFT music world over the past 18 months. And I think the collaborations are going to be thick and fast and coming our way, definitely. Uh, you know, it is a creative space with these musicians and it's it's also looking like a very lucrative space also. So it's definitely something that we will watch and and keep an eye on. But that's it for today. We love hearing from you, our listeners, and finding out what you want to know more about. So please keep us in the loop and send us an email at podcast at getbamboo.io and follow us on social media. And make sure you hit the follow button whenever you're listening to us, like right now. That's so you don't want to miss an episode and get notified every time we release a new one. We'd love you also to share this podcast with your friends and family. We know there are a lot of crypto curious people out there, so send them our way, why don't you? Also, don't forget we have the code CURIOUS out there for anyone who would like $10 worth of free Ethereum when they download the Bamboo app. And don't forget to rate and review us in your podcast app wherever you're listening to us right now. So thanks for listening and we'll see you next episode. Bye for now. See you guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Chase. See ya. Crypto Curious is a product of Equity Mates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. Equity Mates gives listeners access to information and educational content provided by a range of financial service professionals. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of Crypto Curious are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Equity Mates Media does not operate under an Australian financial services license and relies on the exemption available under the Corporations Act of 2001 in respect of any information or advice given. 
Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Crypto Curious acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to the elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today.